0: Alright, cool. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go pretty lax on this one, so it's gonna be up Same. to you. Here we go.
1: Oh fuck. I was hoping <laughs> this would be up to you. Listen, I went hard on Christmas, Carol. This was your turn.
0: Fuck. If it was if it was Batman, <laughs> how the Grinch stole Christmas.
1: <laughs> how the Batman stole Christmas, we would have been yes. great. The Grinch is a lot like the Joker, actually. He just thrives on chaos. <laughs>
0: Welcome back to the Politipop Podcast, the podcast where we take your favorite pop culture media and discuss the social and political themes within. I am your co host, Mike Booch, aka Comrade Soyboy, aka the Soyboy Pseudo Intellectual. And in the second seat, as always, is my co host, Ty. Hey, what's going on? You know what? If you guys are listening to this on YouTube or wherever, do whatever you want if you want to like the video and subscribe do it if you want to leave us a one star review at least you're leaving us a review <laughs> if you want this this one's for us all right yeah this is, this is
1: our last one of the of the year man this is it
0: that is well technically is it our first one of the year oh i guess it is it's, right we're we're recording our last episode of the year but in the within the same week we'll be releasing the first one of 2021 <laughs> it's going to be the grinch Oh, when man. people go, you know what, I have a resolution and I'm going to start listening to a new podcast. I'm going to start, you know, doing something with myself and learning things. And and they're going to hold oh, the Politipop podcast. I like movies. I like I like, you know, I want to learn about politics. Let me see. And they're going to listen to this fucking episode. The Grinch one. It's, it's going to be the worst one we've ever had. And I they're disagree. They're going to be like, oh, you should disagree. Good. I'm glad you believe in it, Ty. This is going to be our best one. Well, maybe not our best one, but it'll be it'll be good. Hey, you we're gonna, we're gonna, we're going to have a good time. But yeah, this this one's for us. So listen, you could you could look us up and you'll find our contact info there. You'll find out how you can review us and, and become a patron if you want and all that other stuff. But like we said, we're tie and Booch, Booch and tie. We're here to review Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Wow. It's it's yeah. uh, exciting. I, I and yes, Christmas
1: there. Christmas is over. But as the new year is still part of the holiday, I thought it would be fun to uh to cap it out with a fun one, and you had brought up doing the Grinch for the last month, so I think it was uh it was meant it to my,
0: be. It might have I might have been pulling your ear a little bit, trying to you know trying to see if you could do the Grinch, you know, if you if your heart would grow two yeah. sizes.
1: <laughs> we almost did a Grinch every week, but uh, instead we're going to do one episode on the Grinch, and I, I think that's probably for the best.
0: That's right. So, uh, so Ty, before we take a trip to Boston to learn about the green monster, I'm hearing a little something in the background. What is that, Ty?
1: I fear it might be the spoiler that's warning. That's right. It is
0: the spoiler warning. Coming through the the, the cold winter air, just like the, the, the caroling of the Who's in Whoville down on Mount Crumpet. No, he he lives on Mount Crumpet. Whatever, either way. There's a spoiler warning in, in effect. All right. There's a spoiler warning, and we're gonna we're gonna talk about all three uh, adaptations. I, I well, there's four adaptations, including the book. We're gonna talk about all visual adaptations. Well, no, the book's also a visual adaptation. What would you call it?
1: All all movie adaptations of. Are we talking about the book too? Or
0: well, I mean, I didn't read the book. Did you? Oh, I have in the past.
1: We're speaking about every version of how the Grinch stole Christmas, but not the Halloween one. Which is not about the Christmas, so that's fine.
0: Hold on. What do you mean the Halloween one? Can we go back there? There's, there's a
1: Grinch movie about Halloween. It's called like Halloween is, is Grinch time or something like that.
0: Tell me more about it. I swear
1: to you, it's real. Halloween is a Grinch night. I've never even seen it. You've never seen it. It's from nineteen seven it's from nineteen seventy seven. And like I don't know where you can even see it.
0: All right, we're going to have to find that out. We're going to have to put it in the show notes because now I, I want to know about it. I want to know, like, do the Who's lose regular, like, their power in the Halloween time and he gets more powerful? Like
1: A strange wind blows into Whoville, making them all stay indoors. And that means the Grinch will be a foul mood and out to do harm. Oh. that kind of...
0: Wow. So, so yeah. serial killing. That's...
1: Yeah, he he learned no lessons from Christmas, so now he's here to fuck up your Halloween. Well,
0: it sounds like literally Halloween and the Grinch combined. I was actually thinking before, <laughs> like, what if Rob Zombie did a Grinch story? Because, you know, like, that's where they're going. As they progress, we learn more and more about his tragic origin. So eventually, you know, like...
1: Depending on the version.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, it gets more and more tragic as, as they go along. I, I mean, like, you know, it by does. the time 2030 hits, it really does. it's going to be the Rob Zombie Grinch version. And he's going to be there, like you know, just wearing flannel and getting, you know, bottles busted upside of his head by his abusive stepdad. This
1: is Rob Zombie we're talking. It is, about.
0: it is, it is definitely Rob Zombie. And Danny Trejo would be there as as Mrs. Grinch. She'd be like, "Hey, stop." stop beating my son you know <laughs> this is definitely an outtake but so <laughs> my, who who knows we'll see we'll see what mood i'm in when i edit it um only whoville will but know. yeah so so ty there while there are many different versions of the grinch there are there, there's one overarching story told told through all three of them so in your best way give us the plot of how the grinch stole christmas
1: now, if I were reading off of imdb.com, I would say, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. A grumpy Herman hatches a plan to steal Christmas from the Who's of Whoville.
0: I'm sorry, did you say grumpy Herman or grumpy hermit? <laughs> a
1: grumpy hermit. Oh, okay.
0: For some reason, I heard grumpy herman. But um, but <laughs> he could be. If that's human, if you were reading from IMDb, uh, what would you say? Yes. What would you say the, the, the plot is, Ty? You know better than some rando on IMDb? I would say,
1: A grumpy hermit. Hatches a plan to steal Christmas from the Who's of Whoville, but learns a valuable lesson along the way.
0: Holy shit, that's way better. That's incredible. (laughs) I I would definitely describe the Grinch as a grumpy hermit.
1: I mean, I think it's important to talk about the fact that this is a a Dr. Seuss book, right? And uh, Dr. Seuss was an integral part of many, many children growing up, right? He's known for his rhyming and his stories that have, you know, uh, a, a message in them. Um, and he tries to teach lessons to young kids through, you know, a funny and kind of strange uh, series of events in all of his books. Also, so like Common, the rapper, his...
0: just trying to preach a message, yeah, really great think... with his rhyming and trying to help the youth. Doctor Susan, there you Tommy. go, man. Yes. <laughs> Perfect.
1: So, you know, The Grinch was his Christmas story. Um, the book is a classic, and it was adapted into an animated film in 1966, which is 26 minutes long. It's not very long, but it follows the book to a T. Um, and it, it, it tells the story of this this weird green creature who is just so angry and upset. Uh, and then, you know, they did adapt it into a live-action film in 2000. Um, with the wonderful... uh,
0: Jim Carrey in the
1: lead role. Jim Carrey, thank you. Yes, Jim Carrey's the lead role. Because, you know, in the 90s and early 2000s, he was all about it. Uh, And then there was a new version that came out in 2018, uh, which was, again, animated with Benedict Cumberbatch playing uh, the Grinch. Yeah, and, and you know, it's. Um, I think it teaches a really valuable lesson. It's kind of fun and silly. There's some really iconic music from there. Um, if you turn on any Christmas station in December, you're gonna hear some Grinch music come on. Um, you know, it's it's definitely. I, I think just about everyone uh, has seen it, but if you haven't. You know, you got a lot of versions that you could try to get through. So yeah,
0: you have a lot to choose from, and I think each version is accessible from its from its own d- different lens. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, the original, what's kind of cool is Boris Karloff actually narrated it Ooh. Uh, from the iconic Universal monster movies. So you know, the the original stands up really well. Um, it it's a classic. I watch it every every December. Um, but with the one thing that they don't do super well in that version, as it it is, you know. Uh, exact replica of the book. They don't really give you a reason for why the Grinch is the way he is. No they one quite knows the reason. Uh, yeah, you know, they say that he, you know, maybe it's because his head's, uh, you know, uh, his head's twisted on too tight, or his shoes are too tight, or something. Right? Like his, his heart's two to sizes he too small. Like,
0: right. His shoes are there you too go. tight. And yeah, the heart. It might be two sizes too small. He may have a cardio but, cardiovascular condition.
1: As we joked earlier, later on in the other versions, they start giving him more sympathetic reasons. Uh, part of this is probably to pad the movie so it can be a little bit longer and be a feature film. Uh, but it also gives you a reason to kind of root for the Grinch. And I think he's an interesting character to kind of dissect, right? Like, he does some pretty horrible stuff. Like, his whole go- goal is to ruin Christmas for this entire town of people that, you know, according to the original, has never done him wrong. Uh, and by making him more sympathetic in later versions, they want you to feel bad for him. Um, and, and as we've said in other other reviews and other movies, I think this is an explanation for his, his actions, but not an excuse, right? Because he's still trying to do something horrible.
0: Yeah, even though some people may view the Grinch as the most oppressed character in the film, depending on which adaptation you watch, <laughs> um, coming from an inauspicious start and... Uh, you know, being independently wealthy just based on the living setup he has. Yeah, they they definitely do make the Grinch a lot more uh, relatable and sympathetic as as the films as the films progress. Uh, you know, originally it just seemed he didn't like he didn't like the Who's he didn't like the Christmas season. He was pure evil. Yeah. His heart was, he was, not, was too small. He was Michael Myers. <laughs> exactly, he really was. He was. He was just born that way. When I saw the Grinch, there was nothing left behind those eyes. <laughs> nothing but evil. It's, I didn't come into this to think <laughs> I would make so many Halloween references to the Grinch, but here we <laughs> yep. here we stand. Um, but yeah, the you know the the story as a whole is that what turns him around is that he sees the who's aren't guided by greed. Overall, it turns out they're actually guided by the spirit of the Christmas season and togetherness and family and appreciating each other's time and 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 presence. By that I mean the Christmas the, yeah, vibe. Their presence, yeah, of course, all about the vibes. The vibes turn Grinch around. Um, now this it's interesting because this movie or sorry the story as a whole does seem to promote anti-consumerism as uh you know as as we've seen in a lot of Christmas movies in general like it somehow manages yep. to get more commercialized every year at least as far as I can see yet every movie to do with Christmas continues to tell people that it's all about family and not about presents and you know, I, I really wonder why that is like it, it does preach a, a Dickens like story in which, you know, Grinch is the you know, the miser who who hates Christmas and seeks to to do others wrong, except he's actively doing wrong, whereas Scrooge was doing wrong by by not intervening. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean. The, the Grinch, you know, he, he decides he's going to actually go out and ruin Christmas. Like that's going to be, you know, his actions for the year because only because he, he doesn't want to see this happiness, right? I mean, that's really what it comes down to. He sees how happy the Who's are down in Whoville. He doesn't even live there. Um, and yet he wants to destroy it. Now, you know, in the uh, 2000 live action version, you know, it is revealed that he at one time lived in Whoville. Uh, I believe he, you know, accidentally wound up there. He was supposed to go to a different town, right? Um, And he was dropped off there, you know, stork style into Whoville. um, Right outside of a swinger
0: party, I would like to mention. (laughs) So right there, my two cents on the Ron Howard or live action or 2000 or Jim Carrey uh, Grinch, whatever you want to call it, is that I think it, it holds up as just being genuinely funny. Like there are a lot of... Very mature jokes that they put in there. I'm not sure if they sneak them in there very well. I, I really I really can't be too sure. Um, but uh, but I do I do think it holds up as far as just being a genuinely funny movie. And uh, yeah, the the Grinch he actually lands right outside of a swinger party, and everyone's so busy trading car keys and going home with different people to have sex with that they don't notice he's out there and. It, I guess that's where his heart condition comes from. Uh, is that so? That's the origin. That this is the Rob Zombie version. Uh, you know, they're having a they're having a sex party. You know, and they're in there dancing to Dracula, not paying attention, and he becomes cold hearted because his heart shrank out in the cold.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, it, I don't think it was like received critically too well, but you know, it's still considered a classic. People watch it every year, myself included. And, um, the two thousand. You know, it's one? a little weird. Yeah. Yeah, as as a live action, just because of how strange everyone is dressed and looks and there's kind of a weirdness to it. Yeah, it was a very uh, stylized you know, Jim,
0: film. Yeah.
1: Jim Carrey really hands it up and he he's, you know, quite good in the role. Um and yeah, it's it's definitely an adult version of it. You know, he's he's bullied, right, severely as a kid, like really horribly, uh, to the point where he literally has an outbreak, an angry outbreak, and starts destroying things in the town. Uh, which eventually leads to him, you know, exiling out to the mountains and and growing, you know, uh, angry and and bitter there. Something like that happened um, to me, and, when and I was you ten. know. Yeah, exactly. That happened was, to me well, too. So we called it a agreement. The all the kids were making fun of me because
0: I was wearing uh, the same pair of pants more than one day in a row, and they were like, "Why don't you change your pants?" I was like, "I don't know. I had to." I'm like, "I changed my underwear," and they're like, "Ew, underwear!" Like just the mention of it, and I was like, "And like, I just, <laughs> I just started yelling at this fucking kid." Like a uh, uh, Mike Altavilla, I think I think was his name. <laughs> we we graduated oh, with him. Boy. I'm pretty sure. But yeah, I fucking yelled at I him. I don't remember. But anyway, him. Point is, I'm saying I understand where the Grinch is coming from.
1: Yeah, it's it's sad, you know, that uh, he had to endure that, um, and, and it obviously really put him in a bad place.
0: However, yeah, bad place indeed, because later on we see him actively trying to murder children. Oh really? In a live action yeah, I, don't I mean, this? the only reason he doesn't uh, let Cindy Lou who die in that like machine at the post office is because Max tugs at him. Like Max is his conscience. He wouldn't do, mm. uh, you know he he wouldn't do any of the the slightly good deeds that make him somewhat redeemable. Like I think the most redeemable version of the Grinch is the 1966 version because without having d- does he go into the town beforehand? I don't think he does. Yeah, exactly. So he just goes into the town to steal Christmas. He's not going in there causing, uh, you know, accidents to happen, you know, fucking up people's days. It is interesting that we do find a redeemable version of the Grinch in both the 2000 and 2017 or 18 version. Uh, The 2018 version. And the 2018 version also, you know, uh, when Benedict Cumberbatch gets behind the Grinch. Uh, you know, he's you know, he's taking jelly that short women can't grab and throwing it on the ground or, you know, or making a chatter ruining
1: kids snowman. Right. Yeah. Like he's he's he enjoys making people feel bad. And what I did think it was interesting that he has to go into town in that version to get food and supplies. You know, he's forced to go in there um, and there's even like a who who thinks they're friends and he just keeps fucking with the guy. And the guy just thinks like he's like, oh, you silly Grinch, you know. And the Grinch just hates them all. And he, he, like you said, he actively does wrong to these people, um, which eventually, you know, leads to him deciding to completely ruin Christmas uh, by by literally dressing up as Santa Claus uh, in all three versions, uh, in the book included. Uh, he he decides to dress up as Santa Claus, go into town, steal all the presents and all the trees and pretty much everything that they've put up for decorations and And uh, have them all wake up to a completely, you know, horrible Christmas. And that's his plan uh, in all versions.
0: And in the original version... The Who's come to their come to their own um, their own reckoning about what Christmas is about on their own. It seems, uh, you know, they 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 already have the spirit of Christmas within them, so they don't need to worry about the gifts. They start singing on their own. When we get to the two thousand version, we see that it's actually Cindy Lou Who. Who needs to tell yeah. everybody what the deal is. Like everybody's coming down on her father because you know, because she was the one who wanted to reach out to the Grinch. She's the one who wanted to be nice to him. She's the one who wanted him to 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 witness how great Christmas is by being a part of it. And yeah. she nominates him to be
1: with a cheermeister. Yeah, right? yeah, the
0: cheermeister that year. That's right. Um oh, also they have uh Jeffrey Tambor's character perform analingus on a dog in that. Just reminding. Everyone. What? Yeah. Did you God. not watch the same movie, movie. I watched?
1: Uh, I actually didn't get to watch the live action this year. I watched the other. Oh, two.
0: really? Okay, cool. So, so that's fine. So sorry. And hey, guess what? A couple years ago, I saw the the one they were doing at the Hulu Theater at MSG back before there was an apocalypse. So. Um, oh wow. If you want to know any, actually, it was Fears. it was a really good story because the whole thing was told from the perspective of Old Max. So oh, that's he's cool. the narrator. Um, you know, they broke their, they broke their trend of having, uh, murderers narrate it. You know, you had Boris Karloff, who was a big time (laughs) horror guy. Then you had Anthony Hopkins in the 2001, who was Hannibal Lecter. But in this one, you just have old Max and, and he's narrating it. And, um... You know, obviously the thing's a musical. I can't speak much to that, but I thought it was really cool that um, you know, that everything's told from his perspective and by the end of the story, he's like, "Oh, you know, I'll never forget blah blah blah." He's like, "I'm going on." Basically, he has to go off to fucking die. That's how the story ends, but Whoa, he's like geez. he's like, you know, basically the Grinch was a friend to everybody, you know, they give him the Scrooge treatment, and he's like, you know, and you know, I never <laughs> I've never known a better friend all my days. Boopity boop. Interesting. Yeah.
1: So So, I mean, in all these versions Cindy Lou Who is kind of the one that awakens something in the grinch right she she reaches out to him and uh you know kind of warms his heart and literally makes it grow two sizes larger you know through her her kindness um and you know in each version it, it that relationship between them changes a little bit you know like you said in the 2000 version she reaches out to him and wants him to come to town and be a part of it um in the 2018 one you know when he breaks into her house and he finds out that all she wants is for her mother to be happy. You know, she doesn't care about the presents. That kind of awakens something in him. Um, so she's, you know, an interesting character. She's just a little girl, but she really believes in doing right um, and, and, you know, the spirit of Christmas. And you know that that's uh, a very great trait of hers. Uh, and, but I, I do think that Max, like you said, is kind of the Grinch's conscience, and he doesn't get as much love as he sh- probably should. He's, uh, you know, he's the Grinch's sidekick, but he's also, you know, a loyal and faithful friend, and he really enjoys being around the Grinch. And, you know, the 2018 one, he's got a little picture of them right next to his <laughs> yeah. bed, um, you know, and the Grinch is kind of a dick to him, like, the whole time. But at the same time, you realize, you know, I think watching it, that the Grinch is, would be really lonely without him. Uh, you know, he he Max is kind of his servant and friend and partner and you know, he became <laughs> becomes his reindeer, right, when he does his whole Santa Claus yeah. uh you know act. How much and, of their
0: relationship do you think is abusive, by the way?
1: Uh it it depends on the version. I mean he's <laughs> he's definitely an abusive person. So <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, I think I think the 2000 version had some had some pretty pretty clear examples. Can I talk a bit about the twenty eighteen one? Because it turns out that when I went to see it. Two years ago in theaters, I actually I actually took notes on it while I was at the theater.
1: <laughs> oh, really? Yes. Wow. Um, you just knew this day would
0: yeah. come. Um, I said he's an asshole. I did think it was interesting that this time Cindy Lou Who comes from a single mother household. Yes. Like you said, her whole thing about Christmas is she wants her mother to be happy. More specifically, she wants her mom to not be lonely anymore uh you know for one reason or another cindy lou who is without a father and the mom is raising her and her two kids she's taking public transportation she's working you know they really seem to modernize uh what a family looks like in this one instead of giving her the nuclear family that they did in the two thousand one.
1: not only that but they actually make everyone look like regular people for the most part like they don't look like uh these like weird like Animal hybrid. Yeah, these creatures with
0: very long snouts. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I also just want to point out that whenever she kept bringing up the fact that her mom was lonely, I thought she was trying to get the Grinch to fuck her mom. Like, that was going to end. Was she
0: not trying to get the Grinch to fuck her mom? (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> that's how I read it. I mean, in the end, I think successfully that's what's going to yeah. <laughs> happen. But I don't know if that was her intention when she was going to ask Santa Claus for something.
0: So, oh, they also make it a point to show that Cindy Lou Who is kind of a badass, right? That she plays hockey. Yeah. you know, she's kind of the leader out of all of her friends. You know, there's a bit of uh, cultural appropriation. It seems like they're, you know, like they're from the streets. That you know, they back each other up no matter what. Um, you know, they literally play Christmas time in Hollis at one point when they're on their big wheels. Um, he, oh, and, uh, interesting note also was the Grinch, he seems to, uh, avoid his friends and stress eat. So, you know, very, very relatable. Yeah. Um, I was wondering if he had any investments because it doesn't seem like he's living in the, in a dump this time. Like he has a whole setup within this mountain.
1: Yeah. I mean, that being said, no one's going to that mountain, right? The who's never seemed to travel that way. They kind of stay off of yeah. it, so I mean, he can do whatever he wants, I, I guess, so, you know. Yeah.
0: I um, yeah, they don't have to worry about much, uh, you know, like I guess land ownership.
1: No, so like you know, you mentioned that he is kind of despicable in all versions, you know, and in the 2018 one, he is. But there are moments where he starts to show a bit of kindness, even earlier before he meets Cindy Lou Who. Uh like, you know, he finds he goes after a reindeer, right? He wants to get reindeer for his sled and he uh sleigh and he can only get um one, Fred, I think his name is, right? He's like this big uh oh, yes. kind of heavy set reindeer. Yes. And you know, he he kinda of befriends him and uh he's gonna use him for his, his you know his goals and then Fred's family shows up, right? His wife and child and the Grinch actually lets him go. You know, and I thought that was kind of interesting. That was pretty, still pretty early before he even gets to the town to to steal Christmas, and he makes his decision to let Fred go, uh, and and that winds up actually, if you ever played Resident Evil Four, you know we could save like that <laughs> yes, wolf that has his paws stuck. That's all yeah. I can think of because in the end, Fred comes back and saves his bacon when he's like about to go over the edge, right? That's right, and, yes. Uh, <laughs> Fred saves saves the day, and he's like Fred, like Fred's there with his family and everything, and it, it you know he saves the Grinch's life and he saves uh you know Christmas from being ruined. Um, so that was you know this good act that he finally does actually comes back to repay him, um you know and shows that you know a good, a good deed can can really help out.
0: Which uh you know not directly related, but you know we said last episode too that the whole point of a Christmas Carol was to show that you know maybe not in the afterlife is when you know when you get your your rewards for helping people it, it can be in real life you know during while you're while you're yeah. alive and you know that that is something that the you know the grinch has here they don't obviously they don't really have a religious theme however the caroling who's do sing a song involved involving christ in it which i thought was interesting because they've never yes, acknowledged they christ in the grinch lore uh before that um but yeah, you know, I think it's also interesting that we find out Grinch's main motivation here or the reason why he is what he is is because he never got to have a family and he right. when, you know, he he begrudges anyone who does, but he also let gives uh what was the reindeer's name again? Not Max, Fred, right? Fred? Yeah, so he he yeah. lets Fred have what what he wasn't able to have. You know, I think he also sees in Cindy Lou Who, oh, maybe, you know, not everybody else. Maybe not everyone who has a family has the family I'm thinking I'm missing out on. Like, we all fucking struggle here. And Bricklebum was the one who was also in the orphanage with him?
1: I think so. That's the one that he thinks they're friends. Yeah,
0: yeah. I I think his name was Bricklebum. But yeah, he was also in the orphanage as a kid. And it turns out that he grew up to be like the happiest dude ever.
1: Yeah, he loves Christmas. He loves everybody. He's like the nicest who you'll ever
0: meet. It's interesting how they ju- how they show two people take two very, very different courses here. They they didn't do the bullying arc in the 2018 one, right? No, they just they
1: just had him. You know, the fact that he was an orphan and literally, I guess, the orphanage didn't celebrate Christmas with him. They didn't give him any presents. They didn't have a tree. You know, he just he sat there in the in the dark. You know, while everyone else celebrated, which was. You know, probably child abuse on, on that orphanage, but uh, yeah, probably. Um, They're like,
0: "Oh, he's green." Yeah, you know.
1: they didn't go into yeah, like you said, the, the bullying was much more extravagant in the two thousand version. Like, and even as an adult, the mayor is still kind of bullying him, right? Like, he just keeps you know going after him, and uh, the Grinch winds up kind of like he's like kind of like Al Qaeda, you know? He like so he was funny. Abused you by... said
0: that. Continue though, please.
1: <laughs> he, you know. Like when you think about it, Al Qaeda was kind of created in a way by by the United States, right? Um, and then you know, they they You know, they were getting revenge in the end because they. You know, we create kind of these soldiers by abusing these people in other countries. And that's how terrorists become, you know, a thing a lot of times, you know, by doing that. And so the Grinch, by being abused by the people of Whoville, he decides to get revenge and become like a terrorist later on when he's an adult. So, I mean, obviously that's a bit of a stretch and, you know, I'm being somewhat humorous with it, but I, you know, you can kind of see the, the comparisons between, you know, being mistreated like that and growing up to want revenge uh and and that's what the grinch is doing especially in the 2000 version he's he's out to get these people can
0: we just say that the grinch is donald trump no i'm kidding that no. (laughs) uh, but it's so funny you said that because in my own notes i wrote i I wrote the grinch is a homegrown terrorist who unites a community with his attack
1: see (laughs) that's funny
0: yeah you know except this one this one is homegrown um now another thing I want to talk about because it's you know it's a popular in every single film they have their own version of you're a mean one mr grinch and yep. I I made it a point to look up when they play the song in each movie Nice So in the 1966 version they play it while he's stealing christmas In the 2000 version they play it while he's planning to steal christmas while he's getting the you know getting the the costume together and getting the sleigh ready and turning max into a reindeer um, spray painting all the metal that they're going to put on the side of the buses in order to go get andy from the gun shop you know all that stuff and then <laughs> um, and then i started that reference. Then, thank you and in the most like big look at my penis move ever in 2018 they played in the beginning of the movie they played during the opening yeah, like, credits they
1: want you to know he's a bad motherfucker they right do off the bat. and
0: and and each time they try and uh I think they try and like add add a little more add a little more color to the song you know because. The first time they just had the dude singing and then the second time in the Jim Carrey version, you know, they kinda throw in these like wicked jazz riffs in the middle of the song and then like Tyler Tyler the Creator did the twenty eighteen version. It's a full like rap song that they do. And um I didn't I didn't actually see any outrage over that and I was pleasantly surprised. But also I might not have been yeah. looking for it. I'm sure there was a Breitbart article, like they tried to make the Grinch black. <laughs> like I feel like nobody saw this version, that's why. <laughs> Yeah, I'm actually I'm actually pretty surprised because I mean I knew about it, you know, obviously because they were doing like so. Despite the fact that that in 2000 they talk about uh, Max as Rudolph rejecting uh, the the consumerism that his nose represents with Christmas time, the Grinch in 2018 was all over as many products as as he could be. He was he was involved in Hyundai, you know, he had billboards all over Los Angeles. Um, I'm gonna put something in the show notes. It actually has like a, a good supercut that shows all of the different commercials that uh, that the 2018 Grinch was was involved in. Um, but but I, I knew about it also because I listened to Kevin Smith's podcast Fat Man Beyond, and uh, he also has another one called um, called Smodcast, and he actually interviewed the director Scott Mosier, who is like a lifelong friend of Kevin Smith. So, oh, yeah, nice. so I was like, oh, shit, uh, yeah, Scott Mosier's doing this. I'm definitely going to, you know, go see it. You know, Kevin talks good about him and D likes the Grinch. It'll be a good chance to go to the movie. So uh, so I, I was one of the few, basically, is what I'm saying.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, so so the 2018 version does keep that message of, you know, anti-consumerism. Uh, um, and, and, you know, as Cindy Lou, who in particular, like, you know, her whole goal is to get her, you know, find happiness and, make her mom not be lonely anymore, doesn't care about presents. Uh, but it's funny that, you know, when you think about it, they're they're spending all this money to advertise the film. You know, it's consumerism, right? They want people to go and see it so they can make money. So it, it is pretty interesting, you know, that a, a film with that kind of message uh, is pushing that hard to, to, like, down people's throats, much like, you know, Christmas and shopping go hand in hand.
0: It's so funny because I mentioned in the uh, Christmas Carol episode how, dickens put a lot of bells and whistle on the novelization of the of the story you know of actually like creating the physical book uh with the pictures being painted and everything but that drove up the price so much that the very people it was meant to enfranchise didn't necessarily have access to the book and you know in trying to tell and similarly the grinch in trying to tell a story of anti-consumerism if you want to read it as anti-capitalism you can um, that in creating a story that tries to to push those values has to feed into them in in order to succeed in order to be a successful story, they do have to advertise. They do have to feed into the same uh, consumerism in which they are also criticizing.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's sort of as a book, though, right? And uh, you know, a children's book at that. So i I think probably Dr. Seuss's message there was probably easier to get across without huge amounts of advertising but you know once you adapt it to a you know, major Hollywood film you, you kind of change the whole dynamic of of this story and of this production so you know it becomes something totally different uh, than what was probably originally intended.
0: Well correct me if I'm wrong but did the original book go into like Cindy Lou Who also claiming that you know, it was a bit much the way they celebrated Christmas because they really lean into that in the two thousand version. But I can't recall from the book, and I, I didn't read it that much or that recently either. Um, however, my wife was reading it out loud to the dog, and I, <laughs> <laughs> while I was listening to that, I I don't recall Cindy Lou Who being the one to kind of bring up how how messed up, you know, the the spirit of Christmas is now with everyone going going wild to buy stuff that.
1: No, I mean, it's it's a short book. It's really short. It's a children's book. It, I mean, the, the animated film is an exact adaption of it. That's only 26 minutes. So I don't think they had the, uh, the time, really, to delve into that. I think it's more of just the who's coming together and loving, you know, the spirit of Christmas, even as the Grinch steals all their presents, that kind of, you know, uh, gets that message across. It really, it's simplified in the original, you know, uh, text and then obviously they to to pad it and, and make make the movie a little bit longer they had to go into it more in, in the 2000 and 2018 versions
0: now in the 2018 version do you recall how they came to their their conclusion that oh christmas is more about family and less about uh chris uh less about presents because I d- i don't actually recall it that well in the 2018 version
1: um i think it kind of, I mean, it, doesn't it kind of just happen the way it does in the original? They, uh. Wait, which one you know, did they, you watch? I think I watched the 2018 oh. version and the original. So, like, but the, I, I know the mother one. says to Cindy Lou who that, you know, Christmas isn't about presents because Cindy Lou who's so upset that she was, uh, trumped by, by Santa Claus <laughs> or, or the Grinch posing as Santa Claus and that uh, she couldn't get her mom the present she, she wanted to so bad. Cause the whole movie, she's working to do this. You know, she's trying to catch Santa Claus so she can confront him and beg him to help her mom. Um, And and her mom's like, listen, you're like the most, you know, wonderful daughter I could have ever asked for. You know, Christmas isn't about giving presents, it's about being together and and just being happy. And I think all the who's kind of mimic that same thought process. And the Grinch realizes that, you know, he he was wrong. Uh, You know, he had already kind of started to come to that conclusion a bit when he met Cindy Lou Who, but seeing this not ruin their Christmas is when, you know, he has that epiphany moment uh, and his heart grows two sizes larger. But uh, yeah, so I think, you know, it's Cindy Lou, who's mom who kind of emphasizes to her and all the other who's realized this as well.
0: Do we hold the Grinch accountable in a court of law for his crimes (laughs) or no? What's your Um, opinion? I mean, breaking and breaking and entering.
1: I mean, in our society, we probably a cab, bro.
0: (laughs) Fuck that! No. In our society, the Grinch would be taking those taking those toys and giving them to to socioeconomically underprivileged kids, right?
1: In, in our in our world, the Grinch would be shot for not being white. So uh, that's that's probably what would happen. That's in, true. In the that's real world. true. But, he had
0: a candy cane, and, it, and they were like, "Put the gun down!" <laughs> and he's like, "Please, it wasn't by."
1: I oh god. <laughs> not the to carry well one. Uh yeah, but like in that version, obviously not, you know. I don't know if they I think there's police in the 2000 version, but I don't know yeah, if they Yeah, but they give him a break original... because
0: because it's Christmas. They do. And oh no, because he's said he Yeah, said plus, he was the, sorry. plus the mayor was a he fucking apologizes. dick to him. So. Yeah, the mayor's corrupt that son of a bitch. Yeah, he you know, really And, that is. and, just and the like Grinch Donald gets his Trump. girl back in no, no, 2000. Okay. <laughs> Wait, what did you say? <laughs> the Grinch gets his girl back,
1: right? Oh, like that's he, right. Yes. She was in love with him the whole time, but, you know, couldn't be with him because he was exiled and they're finally able to be together. Because it was an interracial marriage. Yeah, there's a
0: whole racial undertone in the marriage, of course.
1: There is, there is. (laughs) And in 2018 version, you know, he goes to apologize to the town and he he says to Cindy Luhu's mom that without Cindy Luhu, you know, he never would have realized he was wrong and that, you know, she's special and kind of awoke this in him and you know, she's like, yeah, you know, cool, join us for dinner. And they all have this great, you know, dinner and happy moment. And the Grinch is like, woo, yeah, Christmas. It's, you know, it's very heartwarming and
0: all that. I mean, thinking about that, when you say it out loud, that's kind of like, you know, a similar message that, you know, that I've been, you know, that that I've pushed a couple other times in this podcast. You know, the idea of, like, we may not understand our enemies, but, you know, within reason, we may have to reach across and and try to, at least appeal to them in some way, so that way we can all work together toward a better world. Now,
1: I'm really within, glad you brought within, that up. I was actually going to mention yeah.
0: that. <laughs> yeah, go for it. You
1: know, yeah, it's it's something that we we see today. Uh, you know, again, that same idea. That sometimes you have to work with the people you don't you don't necessarily like or or agree with on everything to kind of show them the way. I think so. So many times, uh, especially like among leftists, that you know you they just. They shit all over anyone who has a difference of opinion rather than trying to educate them. And it can be really difficult, right, to educate someone who doesn't want to learn or wants to fight against you. But, you know, if you can get through to them, if you can make them understand and you guys can find a common ground, it's amazing what you can accomplish. And I think that's that's kind of, you know, an important lesson there as well.
0: Yeah, like I I think... You know, I wouldn't dare go to like a Blue Lives Matter rally that they have every other weekday on <laughs> Long Island um, or, yeah. or one of the, you know, the Trump parades because, you know, those people might be a, a bit too far gone. But, you know, if you know, if you do come across somebody who, who might lean conservative or whatever, you know, uh, in, in your own personal life, th- you know, there there might be a way to find a common ground and and just explain like, hey, like, you know. Your life doesn't suck because of the immigrants. your life sucks because of the capitalists. and you know yeah. because that's once again, that is the long and the short of it. It's I'm afraid and and of of these people taking my what my rights, my privilege, my jobs, my money, my home, whatever it is,
1: yeah, your your country, your life, whatever it is. it's you know, if you can get the message across that that's not what's actually happening it's amazing the results you can get, you know, it's, it really is.
0: And I think this is the first time we really hear the Grinch acknowledge too, that, that she is the reason that, that he, he became better. He didn't just become better on his own. He didn't just become better from watching a bunch of people chant, which was originally what happened. So, you know, obviously we got to protest. We got to take to the streets, you know, but to what end is, is that going to change minds on a smaller scale i guess on an individual scale is what i'm trying to say
1: you're you're saying like this, this is a message saying you can do that or you can't
0: i'm saying it's a message that evolves i'm saying right, that like okay. if we look through like if we look if we took a 2020 lens and looked at the 66 one you could say like yes all of us um you know what let me let me spin it this way right Peaceful protest, just getting out there and chanting is the best way to to spread a message and change minds. And Cindy Lou Who in the later versions requires a more personal touch to to see someone face to face, get to recognize them, see them as a human, and then be able to change them from you know in that regard. Was that was that a little
1: Okay. I, yeah, no, that makes sense. I was I was actually gonna ask you, do you think that The message gets diluted at all in the later versions, like that it becomes overly complicated uh, and, and, you know, isn't as as simple and powerful as it was in the original.
0: Yeah, I guess it it leaves less up to fate and talks more about individual choice.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. I think that's kind of how I feel, too.
0: I yeah, I, I I don't know. I don't know if I can say whether or not the message gets diluted, because in changing that ending, I think they change the message a bit like so you know and i'm not saying one message is right or one message is wrong like i do like the idea that the who's you know just had the spirit of christmas within them the whole time and that they hadn't been and that they hadn't been a part of the you know the people who abused the grinch the fact that they didn't give him an origin actually made everyone in that story a lot more forgivable yeah i agreed and and later on you know we see that he like, you know, he forgives the mayor, but the mayor's the guy who humiliated him twice, you know, like it it was all the, you know, the swingers who left, who, who, um, you know, while it's great to see non-monogamous representation in popular media, um, you know, it was still, they were the people who neglected him and, and let him become that monster who would later, who would later take them, you know, attack them later on, I guess. And I guess in that regard, the idea is, you know, just like you said, be careful of the villains that you create while you're obsessed with your with your greed, with your need for gain, because eventually those those villains will come back. And, you know, it you know, it has it has kind of a Fight Club premise to it, also, right? Because he was a domestic terrorist, Tyler Durden, and you know he says it's only yeah. when you've lost everything that you're free to do anything. And you know, when all these who's finally have nothing, they recognize what's important to them.
1: Well said, well said.
0: So Fight Club, Rob Zombie's Halloween, and The Venge. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah, Thank
1: you. and I and I think sometimes you know, well, I I do like these versions. You don't always need that um, sympathetic factor, you know, because sometimes. People don't have these horrible things happen to them and they still have the wrong mindset. Yeah, some people are just know, fucking assholes
0: because the like yeah, literally the way they you, were raised you can, and, not, and not like, you know, bad things happen to them to make them believe that way. It's just, you know, I was raised with these values.
1: Yeah, and I think it it's kinda nice to think there's hope that maybe you could reach across the aisle and and convince them that they're wrong or, or show them a better way. And that's you
0: know, that is another strong message that the original kind of puts out there and I I, I like about it. Since we're going to the end, I'll probably end up throwing this in cutscenes, but did I tell you about that kid that I met who was like into like art house films and uh, comic books and, you know, he actually did some art, like really nice, sensitive guy. And it turned out later on that he is like a hardcore Trump supporter. Oh, no. I didn't tell you about him. No, Like he, he literally, he has a history similar to me, like in, in the fact that like, you know, he works with the special needs and, uh, with the special needs population. And, and I was, I was like, wow, like what a great dude. Like we really, you know, we met, we met once through a mutual friend and had a really incredible bromance. And I think I should have started realizing where he stood because like when I first met him, I was like, I was like, I adhere to communist ideals. You know, my thing is, you know, we, you know, the, the, needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few in that, you know, the working class should be the ones who control the, you know, control the means of production and the wealth and should be privy to everything that they help create. It shouldn't be a pyramid scheme. You know, basically that. And he was like, oh, you know, I respect that, blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, at that, you know, at that function, everybody was getting mad at me for saying I wasn't going to vote Biden, um, except (laughs) for him. And I'm like, huh, I wonder why that is. So, (laughs) so, um, (laughs) man. Yeah. And so then when Kyle Rittenhouse kills two people in Kenosha, he starts saying like, well, it wasn't self-defense, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, you know, he was there protecting property. And I'm like, who gives a fuck about property? You know, property isn't, you know, isn't. You know, armed people's lives, property can be replaced. This is a country that was built on violent protests. It's a country that was built on the destruction of property. You know, you talk about the Boston Tea Party. You talk about the Revolutionary War. That wasn't legal. Like, I'm throwing all this stuff at him. And he's like, huh, you know, that's actually a pretty good point. I didn't think of it that way. Like, hey. You know, yeah, I mean, we like we we haven't actively talked about the whole fact that he's definitely a Trump supporter. Like, he's not just a Republican or, like, one of those, like, oh, I'm fiscally conservative, like, libertarian dudes. Like, he's an outright Trump supporter. Um, we haven't talked about that. I just always laugh, react at all of his Instagram stories um, when I when I see anything involving uh, in, involving, you know, pro Trump stuff, because it's not my job to have that conversation with him. I'm not that close to him. You yeah, know, of course. But, um, Interesting. Yeah, but uh, wh- where did that tie into the Grinch? Did it tie into the Grinch at all? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, um, I, I have a fun fact about the 2000 version. Did you know that the makeup was actually so uncomfortable to have on that Jim Carrey uh, learned techniques from people who teach soldiers to resist torture? Wow. That's... Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, because like, like it was it all like pra- up. you know, it was all like practical stuff, which, you know, I love practical stuff. I thought in that way the two thousand film was very inventive. Like you said, you know, it was very stylized. Um, you know, for better or worse, you might not have liked the makeup on the people, but it def they definitely had a vision and they were they were pretty consistent with it for the yeah, most part. I agreed. Except for Cindy Lou, who but yeah, uh, because like the contacts he had to have on covered almost his whole eyeball, like almost the whole front of it. You know, Oof. the makeup you had to be in for hours at a time, everything was skin tight. It was like disgusting. That's kind of cool.
1: I did not know that.
0: Yeah, in their world, I, I, I don't know. I, I would say, you know, he, he did do breaking and entering, he did, uh, <laughs> yeah, he did, you know, he, he did, you know, commit uh, grand larceny, animal I did abuse. Hear- you know, yeah. So, so who knows? Uh, that's maybe that's not up to us. That's up to the 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 Who courts to decide in the trial of the Grinch. <laughs> um, another fun fact I do have is it's not a fact. It was kind of a theory about why the Grinch hates the Who's. It was in this ridiculous video that I didn't listen to all the theories, just this one. Uh, well, just a few of them, but then they started getting ridiculous. But this one said that because we establish that the Who's exist in Horton Hears a Who, and the only way for them to not be killed is to constantly be heard. <laughs> that they're always singing and making noise because they can't die, like they can't let themselves be killed. And the Grinch hates it. He hates them always making noise in order to stay alive. That was a theory wow, about. Wow, that's it. a dark theory. <laughs> yeah, and so in doing and and because of them being so loud, they they have hearing loss, and that's why he was able to sneak throughout all of Whoville and not be heard at night.
1: That's a great theory. I love theories That's, like that. Yeah. Right. What one one thing I found curious was, you know, they mentioned Santa Claus in all these versions, and yet they never prove that he's that he exists. So, uh, I I guess you would have to come to the conclusion that he does not exist in this world.
0: Yeah, you must, because surely Santa would have stopped him.
1: Yeah, I mean, he was there that night, you know, and he never saw Santa dropping off presents.
0: That's a good point. At least in Nightmare Before Christmas, they they established that Santa. Exists. Yeah,
1: he's he's a real a real being, but not not in the Grinch. No, they just get the Grinch. There's, there's no Santa Claus. There is no God. There's there's no Santa <laughs> Claus. <laughs>
0: oh. But yeah, so uh, so thanks a lot for uh, for putting up with me on this, Ty. There's this going to be a very interesting episode. It is. I you know
1: I think it's got a great message. It's a, it's a simple message, right? Um, and I think all three versions do touch upon it and it's just you know i think it's important for people to remember that christmas is not just about giving presents it's about you know uh, a sense of camaraderie you know and helping your fellow man uh, and woman uh, and just being you know women a, too, good, women a too. good a good a good person and you know, in in a time where you know we're we're at the the end of twenty 2020 twenty into twenty twenty one, when people are you know dying of COVID and, and starving and and don't have relief, and our government is
0: fighting over a, a stimulus package. Um, it's whether to give breadcrumbs or one slice of bread to yeah, <laughs> to
1: the American yeah, people. Yeah, and you know, people are uh, from all sides are fighting and disagreeing and and unlikely uh, allies are forming, it's, it's a weird time, but you know, it's important to remember to help each other out. We've all, we've all had a difficult time, but you know, if you're, if you're lucky enough to, to help someone out, please do, you know, whether it's a person or an animal or whatever it is, you know, we all live on this, on this earth and, uh, you know, we, we all have to, to deal with the consequences of our actions. So make sure you do the right thing and you'll probably feel better about yourself.
0: Yeah, I think that's a that's a really beautiful message. And, you know, during a COVID Christmas season and, you know, just this time of year in general, you know, like you said, at the end of 2020, it is important to look at the message of a story like How the Grinch Stole Christmas because... Um, You know, because they have a Christmas that's unlike any other they've had before. And that's what we we have had to have at this point. You know, and a lot of people have had something different than they're used to. But, you know, they still knew that just being with the, you know, the people you love, you know, those of us who are fortunate to have those people uh, that, you know, that's really what made the holiday. And it wasn't necessarily the the gifts or lack thereof, especially when we're all, you know, when a lot of us are unemployed or underemployed. Uh, during the pandemic. Yeah
1: well you know a lot of us couldn't be together you know my my brother he FaceTimed Christmas with us so you know unfortunately we couldn't all be there in person with each other but I think you know just uh, being there as best we could and and knowing we're there for each other uh, helps us get through this.
0: And it would help us if anyone listening decided to rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. Leaving a five-star review really helps us out. If you find somebody, uh, you know, friend or family who you think would enjoy the podcast, please let them know to listen to it. You could find us on uh, YouTube where you can subscribe and like our videos uh, and also find special uh, behind the scenes content and outtakes that we don't put anywhere else. We only put them on YouTube. You can find yeah. us on Twitter at Politipop Pod, Find us on Instagram at PolitipopPodcast. Email us at Politipopcast at gmail.com and you can find our show notes and sources at Yeah, Uh, you know as always special thanks to all of you uh the listeners and to antonio chava for logo design reach out to us
1: let us know what you guys want us to do next Uh, i think that would be a fun thing to do this year you know tell us what you want us to talk about and review And uh, let us know what you want to hear.
0: Yeah, we will definitely take uh, suggestions through social media or through email. If you really want to have your voice heard, you can support us via Patreon, where for as little as three dollars a month, you can help support the podcast and gain access to exclusive content there as well. Also, I'll I'll make sure I put something in the show notes about how Dr. Seuss is problematic. We didn't talk about it here, uh, but there's definitely some something in his past. I know for a fact that like he was. You know, banging his mistress while his wife was sick and then married his mistress right after she died. Every one of these
1: motherfuckers is problematic. Don't don't worship people. Yeah.
0: He was racist too. And you know, if if he if he wasn't then I'll cut this part out. You know, I'll I'll, d as well say, Oh, turns out Doctor Seuss wasn't racist. And if he was, yep, of course Doctor Seuss was racist. There we go. So oh, we're covering our basis here. Uh but uh happy new year to all of you listening. Hopefully twenty twenty one will be in some way better than twenty twenty. Yes. And um, you know, thank you, thank you for, for listening and giving us a really great great year of you know of, of at least podcasting. You know, this this has been awesome for us as a way to reconnect as friends and as a way to have some creative outlet uh to to, to vent through and, and let off steam through this is, you know, and to know that people are actually listening that we're, you know, we're not getting a, you know, a lot, but, but also we are, we're getting at least like, you know, between two and 300 downloads a month. So, you know, divide that by four, you know, there, you know, there's at least, you know, some people listening per week and, you know, that really means a lot to us. So thanks a lot. And like Ty said, definitely reach out for the Politipop podcast. I have been Mike Booch. I've been Ty. And remember, no matter what you're watching, reading, listening to, never stop thinking, never stop learning. And always remember to read between the lines. And sing. There we go.